0: So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. You get 30, 30 to get 30 to get 20, 20, 20 GB get 20, 20, you get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. Sold. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
1: Greetings, comrades, and welcome to Eastern Border. Today, we're gonna be talking about murders. Because why not? We've had only nice and happy episodes recently, but... As I mentioned in the previous episode, I'm waiting for my boat script, and I'm probably going to get it, personally. But then, something happened, literally yesterday, that kinda shook me, and that I want to dedicate this episode for. Also, another thing is that, as you're hearing this episode, you'll probably be... Patreons, you'll be hearing reading of a cool sci-fi study from me once again, an Eastern European one, as you're listening to this episode. Or very close to it, at least, because I'll be getting to that too. But in general, what happened is that um, an assassination attempt happened on a well-known Chechen blogger, that's a thing, one Tumso Abdurhamanov. A person whom I watch a lot on YouTube... criticizes Ramzan Kadyrov a lot... Yeah, he's been assaulted... And he and his brother managed to kind of... Apprehend uh, the assailant... And... That's a weird story because... I'm kind of afraid because as you might have heard that... I'm not the biggest friend of Mr. Ramzan Kadyrov... That again I don't really speak in Russian but... But I want you to give the whole story of this because... Well... Putin's at least being mean now and then, but Mr. Kadyrov, yeah, he's just a bit of a psycho. See this Tumso guy? Well, he's a critic of Amazon Kadyrov and his regime, although he is a very uh, traditional, faithful member of the Islamic community. He's not a fundamentalist by any means, though. He's a you know a progressive-minded person, but yet you, you would call him a very devout Muslim. And he comes from this very traditional region of Chechnya, and he's not loved there, obviously. For example, last May, his relatives, who were still living in Chechnya, released a video denouncing and disowning him. And uh, he in his video response stated that his relatives were forced on camera to renounce him and to say that in the event of his killings, they would have no grudge against the people who would kill him and would not seek revenge. Which is basically, that was the ground for his physical elimination. was prepared by Kadyrov's supporters. So, well, on February 26th, a so far unidentified person broke into Tumsas, that's his first name, but, well, his last name is Abdurrahmanov, which is kind of hard to pronounce. Basically, they broke in, because he's hiding in an um, as-of-yet-unknown European country. Well, authorities know the country, but... Despite various actions by Amnesty International and Journalist Associations and everything, Poland, due to fears of their own internal security, had denied him asylum twice already, so he moved someplace else, but no one exactly knows where, except the authorities and special services. But, yeah. So he's somewhere, and he's been basically just assaulted. A person living somewhere in the EU, assaulted by a (laughs) Chechen, Chechen assassin. And the Sweden-based Wayfund Chechen Human Rights Association described the incident as an assassination attempt and reported that although Tumsa was able to fend off the attack, he was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. The attacker was reportedly detained by police who are investigating. And Tumsa, the journalist, posted on a video on WhatsApp in which he interrogates the attacker who is seen lying on the floor. The man says he was from Moscow and that he'd been sent by someone named... Abdurrahman from Grozny, Grozny's chapter of Chechnya, in order to uh, frighten the blogger. And the alleged attacker also said cryptically, they have my mother. Now, Tums' brother, Muhammad Abdurrahmanov, told uh, the independent website Caucasian Not that his brother had been warned by the authorities in the country where he was living that he could be in danger of following the mysterious death in France of another Chechen blogger. And Aliyev in January. We'll get to that next. Uh, obviously, official Kremlin spokespeople said that, oh, well, it's kind of shame that some sort of an attack was organized against a citizen of Russia, but, yeah, well, no one really cares and nothing else will get investigated. The, um, Dmitry Peskov obviously stated that mm, he did not see the Tomse's so long-running feuds with Kadyrov and other highly-placed figures of the Chechen government. This is kind of silly, you know. Because, well, yeah, we know that he's been into a bunch of arguments. oh well, but, but that must truly be like nothing. Come on. Who'd bother? But this of guy, he's an important person. And, yeah. He has an earlier life study as well. Because, well, I'm writing this right now and I don't really have a script in front of me. Because I was about to go and get a script. But, you know, when a, when a political activist, when a vlogger, a YouTuber, someone from new media... Who basically does the same thing that I do. When they get assaulted, I think it's kind, of, um, it's kind of my duty to inform you guys about it as well. So let's get into a bit of details and I'll tell you about the strange death of Jandri as well. So let's talk about Mr. Tumso Abdurrahmanov. He was born in 1985 in a village in Chaitanya's Shatoy region. His father, Olamat Abdurrahmanov, was sentenced to death for opposing the Soviet authorities, a sentence that was later commuted to just 18 years in prison by the laysmen of the KGB. The elder Abdurrahmanov served as an official in the 1990s government of Chechen leader Djokhar Dudayev and was wounded during the First Chechen War. His son Tumso, the person who just survived the attack, studied as an engineer, and by 2015 he was a deputy director of the state electricity provider Elektros However, abdurrahmanov fled Chechnya in November 2015 after, he said, a traffic incident involving a relative of Kadyrov's led to him being abducted, threatened, and given three days to leave the North Caucasus Republic. Shortly after that, the authorities in Chechnya filed criminal charges against him, accusing him of Islamist extremism, and of fighting for the Islamic State extremist group in Syria. Tumso states that he said that accusations against him are fabricated, and that he has never even been to Syria. After leaving Chechnya, Abdurrahmanov lived in Georgia until 2017. His application for political asylum there was rejected. In December 2017, he traveled to Poland, and early in 2018, like I said, he applied for political asylum there, and, so far... His application has been rejected twice, despite the fact that various human rights groups and political activist groups have petitioned stating that, yes, indeed, this man is persecuted, uh, but, well, apparently, the Poles really do not want to get themselves involved into this matter. And right now, this 33-year-old vlogger runs two YouTube channels with a combined subscriber base of about 200,000 people. His videos regularly criticize Kadyrov and the administration of Chechnya, he also frequently expounds on his religious views, which tend toward, well, moderately conservative Islam. In March 2019, Tumso published a video in which he called Kadyrov's father, former Chechen president Ahmad Kadyrov, a traitor. In response, Chechen parliament speaker Magomed Daduyev, a powerful ally of Kadyrov's, declared a blood feud against the vlogger. I mean, just imagine this. You, you say something bad about your government just mention them in maybe not the best of lights, but hey criticize the government get declared a blood feud on and the manhunt is now on it's just amazing you are my enemy, Daoudov said in a video posted to Instagram and the enemy of my brothers and we will be looking for you although Daoudov claimed that <clears throat> quote, we don't plan to kill you he did warn that quote we will have unusual fun with you, end quote and carrying on, from now on, when you go to bed, make sure that you lock the door with the key, Daudov told Abdurakhmanov, When you go outside, be vigilant. If you get a kick in the back, know that it's no accident. Abdurrahmanov told Current Time, a Russian language TV channel run by Radio Free Europe in cooperation with Voice of America at the time, that he was taking Daudov's th- mm, threats very seriously. Quote, I was threatened, and then I see how Kadyrov's officials comment among themselves supporting the threat, he said. High-ranking Kadyrov officials wrote about how they won't regret the means or the forces or the time needed to carry out this blood feud. Ramzan Kadyrov's father was assassinated in 2004, and the Kremlin installed Ramzan as the head of the republic in 2007, shortly after he turned 30. And, well, obviously, as you might have noticed, Ramzan Kadyrov is definitely not the nicest person ever. And, yeah, well, so far, everyone who's criticized Kadyrov in connections with Russia ended up dead, most prominently Anna Politkovskaya, human rights activist Natalia Yesthermova, and also former Russian Deputy Prime Minister Boris Nemtsov, whose memorial day is on on the 1st of March this year, by the way. Well, everyone has been killed or attacked in Russia and everywhere abroad. And, well, it seems that these deaths are just, well, currently just going on. And there's some sort of um a wave of them happening. So, hey, Mr. Kadyrov, please don't kill me. And, uh, well, I'll continue criticizing him because I doubt that, well, they'll be able to fight me. But this is pretty, pretty stunning and shocking stuff. But let's talk about... Another murder, another assassination, that indeed was successful.
0: Hey guys, Annette here. I hope you are enjoying our new episode of the Eastern Border. As always, a big thank you to all of our Patreons. The show would not be possible without your help. If you are not a Patreon and would like to become one, head over to the Eastern Border page on Patreon.com. Please remember to also follow us on our social media, like Twitter, where we are known as Eastern underscore Border, and on our Facebook page. We also have a Discord server, so if you're interested in that, find the link in the description of this podcast. That's it for now. See you online. This
1: podcast brought to you by RussianVoiceOvers.eu. Enjoy! So, the story is that in January, January 30th, almost exactly a month ago, a Chechen blogger, Imran Aliyev, known for his criticism of the Kremlin-backed leader of Caucasus, guess who? Everyone's favorite, Ramzan Kadyrov. I mean, you could have guessed, but there's literally no one else there except Ramzan Kadyrov. I'm not even sure. I'm starting to think that that, uh, he might as well um, soon take over some other Caucasus countries. But hey, what do you know? So, uh, this guy was found in a hotel in France with um, multiple stab wounds. Yeah, basically the sources close to the investigation stated that the 44-year-old blogger, who previously resided in Belgium and was known online as Mansour Stari, or Old Mansour, was found dead in his hotel room in the northern city of Lille. And uh, according to the source, Aliyev arrived from Belgium a day earlier with another man who, and I quote here, "...presumably had the same nationality." The prosecutor's office in Lille said no one had been detained so far in the investigation, but declined to provide further details. But yeah, this is confirmed when, on the same day, a local Lille newspaper, La Voix du Nord reported that a man's body was found with multiple stab wounds at a hotel. Uh, that report did not, however, identify the man. The Chechensky Novosti, or the Chechen News account on Telegram, on February the 1st, well, yeah, these guys were the ones who identified the man as Aliyev, basically citing relatives and friends of the deceased. And, uh, well, obviously... This is not the first time that a Kadyrovsk critic has been killed in Europe. And uh, before this, uh, the last one was in August 2019, when a former Chechen separatist fighter, a Georgian, Zemlykhan Khangoshvili, was shot dead in Berlin. So that was the killing in connection to which the Russian man was arrested, and after which two Russian diplomats were expelled from Berlin. But, well, as you might have noticed, Ramzan Kadyrov just tends to, you know, whack off whomever he doesn't really um, enjoy or or like, for that matter, that much. Which is quite quite weird. And, again, human rights um, groups state that Kadyrov, who has been basically running the whole region since 2007, uses a lot of repressive measures, and has basically created a massive, massive state, which is, you know... We speak about Russia and Putin being cropped and stealing things. Well, Ramzan Kandirov takes Putin and makes Putin look like a saint, basically. Ramzan Kandirov is a murderous maniac who will probably stop at nothing if he can only get at his political enemies somehow. It's a bizarre story because, like I said... When I'm saying that Russia's gonna probably either implode or, or gonna fall apart, what I'm saying is that, well, if there aren't any liberal reforms and any way of democratization in Russia, then yeah. This guy who's just super happy of, if you criticize him, he's gonna literally take your parents hostage, make them disown you, and encourage them, force them to say that it's gonna be okay if you get murdered, and that he goes out and tries to murder you. I mean... That's a very bizarre way to run a country. Oh, and obviously, due to these insane, massive, crazy levels of corruption and and control, as you can obviously imagine that every possible election that goes on in Caucasus always is 99.9% pro-Putin, because, well, after the Second Chechen War, when Kadyrov got power, Putin basically promised him personal uh, power and massive amounts of wealth, because Putin just donates insane amounts of taxpayers' money to Ramzan personally. And if that's not enough, then uh, as people who report from that uh, region, that area, often say is that to appear good for the press, Kadyrov will often just uh, spread around some goodies, like give out iPhones to talented kids or whatever, or just, you know, give some trips to some you know, nice places to some some poor kids. Meanwhile, everyone is expected to basically pay up to 20% of illegitimate taxes. Like, you pay your taxes to the Russian Federation, and then of what's left after you've paid that stuff, yeah, from that you have to pay 20 to 50% of your remaining income straight to Kadyrov's cronies, because Kadyrov's clan, clan members and his associated family members make up up to 80% of all the bureaucratic apparatus of uh, Chechnya. And he's literally, literally having his own personal army. He has his own way of even, like, as you heard today, killing people, of, of sending assassins after people. And he's just doing insane things. So yeah, when I spoke about Tumsa and this, I, I really watched this YouTube blogger, who often criticizes Ramzan Khadirov, I'm kind of watching him. And even though he's quite a conservative Muslim, uh, he is still very much pro-science, pro-European values and whatever, but he basically criticizes Ramzan Khadirov also from the Muslim perspective on the whole issue, stating that, well, the way that Ramzan Khadirov rules is, well, more like medieval Afghanistan rather than modern-day European country. And yeah, it, it just causes a lot of people in the Muslim world to kind of rethink about the whole issue and, and about how they, how they view things. At the same time, Russia's relationship with the Muslims, which is why Kadyrov needs to be pleased personally, because, you know, he's as the Muslims from the region have noted to me, he doesn't really give a shit about traditions, he doesn't really give a damn about the, the whole kind of this tape, this tribal system thing, because any sense of national identity gets uh, squashed and oppressed from the Caucasus Muslims who live in Russia. And um, normally those places would be run by some sort of tribal council, tribal elders of various clans, but Ramzan Kadyrov is just forcing everyone and has no respect for traditional authorities. And at the same time, he's just brutally oppressing everyone who's even protesting against something. Like in the neighboring Ingushetia. Ramzan Kadyrov forced a land exchange with the neighboring Russia's region, Ingushetia, as he could strong arm it, which happened was that the Ingush people were forced to give away a very um, oil-rich and gas-rich region, part of their own state, basically. It's the analog of the state. Meanwhile, Chechnya gave them back some useless, worthless piece of land with nothing on it. And when, because Ingushetia is another Caucasus region, when the local elders of English at the Protesters, they did it so in a civilized manner, because it's like, imagine about, like, 30 men ages 50 and more, and together surrounded by a bunch of, you know, younger men from their clan. But those elders are basically, their form of protest is that they very politely come in front of the town hall, take down chairs, sit down, then they have some nice talks, and then they cook some shashlik, and everyone's about to leave until the cops come, and threaten to basically shoot them all up. It's just crazy. And the fact that, also, as Russia is moving to some sort of a bizarre form of orthodox Christianity, totalitarianism as well, for example, they want to include the word God in their constitution and state that Russia is specifically a Christian country. But yeah, but that sort of is even under, like, talks right now. Well, people are looking at it skeptically because... You might be a very devout Christian who also loves Patriarch Kirill for some reason, a huge fan of Putin, but you do have to admit that there is, um, you know, a lot. I think it was about 20 million, maybe more. There's a lot of Muslims living in Russia. Oh, and so there are a lot of Buddhists. A huge amount of Buddhists in the eastern regions, and a huge amount of Muslims in the southern ones. And a lot of Muslims wanted their religious leaders to say something about this this whole thing because even though they live in russia as long as russia is a secular state then they could have the same rights but a lot of muslim people specifically some of those who listen to my show stated that this whole addition to the constitution would make them feel like second-rate citizens and when they asked in those regions for their religious authorities to speak up about this and say that hey maybe let's leave this a, a secular nation yeah, they got sent away because a lot of people are just still afraid of Ramsil Kadirov personally and of being assassinated. So, when I mention that sometimes I get worried myself when I don't feel exactly secure, well, stuff like this is what I tend to worry about. At any rate, I'm off to get my script, and you're gonna get your nice little reading, patrons, And expect a new episode next week. I finally want to get to that boat. I hope that the Postal Service well, does not fail me like it sometimes does. But for now, a short interlude for you guys about murders and why I'm worried about them. До
0: Thank you for listening to the Eastern Border. If you have any comments or specific details you'd like to know, you're welcome to leave it in the comment section on their site theeasternborder.lv and we'll rummage even to the Western Border to find you an answer. Like this podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or on our RSS feed. Happiness is mandatory. Good reviews and donations feed the farmers of our kolkhoz in the Great Motherland. The Eastern Border salutes you. This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The Dark Myths Void.